0: We're chasing elk, and we find a herd. <laughs> Get the wind right. We're with Scott we Ford, thought. who is an elite. The no,
1: wind was not right.
0: It was at first. <laughs> and there's like, how many were in the herd? A bunch. I don't know, a lot of eyes. 30, 40 something. It was and a pretty cool pine thicket, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we, we climbed up, got in front of them, and they're coming right at us. And all of a sudden, they stopped coming right at us. And start going nuts. And went nuts. And then I get down with to Cody. I'm like, it's like "Dude, you, <laughs> what do you have on?" He was like, "What? Who smells so good?"
2: It's my body wash, man. I like. And
0: Cody has on what is it?
2: Bourbon body Some- wash. Body wash. Something his yes. wife got him. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> From Bath and Body Works.
0: Oh my. And okay. Cody like is like so. He confesses in front of everybody. Like, it's me. I took his man card from him. You
2: guys took showers too. Yeah, Yeah, but but I didn't smell like freaking Victoria's Secret. (laughs) (laughs) I smell like a man. I smell like Dial soap. Hey,
0: hey, what is up, guys? Welcome back to the show. Welcome to Tour 12, where we are inspiring people every single day to live their passions throughout business, leadership, and life. My name is Jay Heath Graham, and it is a joy to once again be back with you guys. ...on this episode where we are talking about value. What does it mean to have value? What does it look like to add value everywhere you go? Whether that's in people's lives, whether that's in um, organizations you are a part of, if it's a business you are a part of. uh, No matter what the case, no matter what the scenario is, you have the ability. It's a simple decision to either add value or not add value everywhere you go in life Michael Waddell just said it the other day I saw this on Instagram he talked about how his father taught him that growing up in life you put yourself in one of two columns you are either an asset or you're a liability it's one or the other and it all comes down to a choice in that same post on Instagram his daddy, Michael's daddy also said and I quote if you ain't got nothing to do it's because you don't want to do nothing end quote because the truth is there's plenty to do no matter where you're at in life if you're a a go-getter if you're an entrepreneur there is always something else to do there's always another step there's always something that could be done just a little bit better and I hope that by the time this conversation is over you have a little bit more inspiration a little bit of motivation to go the extra mile to add value everywhere you go and i promise you when you begin to look at life through this lens of how do i add value everywhere i go it will literally change your life it'll change your career it'll change your opportunities you literally begin to create luck i like the idea of creating luck i don't know if i actually believe in luck but if i were to believe in luck i would believe in the opportunity of creating my own luck because it puts control back in my hands and it all comes down to a decision And it revolves around the idea of adding value everywhere you go. We're going to have a good time today. I've got two of my good friends. uh, Mr. Aaron Keller is back on the show and brand new to the podcast, whom you'll be hearing more from, I promise you, is Mr. Cody Berry. He's just recently come on full-time with our team here at South Face Media. And he is an incredible uh, individual who literally adds value everywhere he goes. I've known Cody for a long time, and it is truly an honor to have him on our team. I promise you'll be hearing a lot more from Cody in future podcasts. It's interesting when I think about Cody because he is a prime example of the reason he is at where he's at in life right now is... For the exact reason of what we're talking about on this podcast because he adds value everywhere he goes opportunities naturally present themselves to him and he is getting to live his passion now every single day not that he hadn't been before this but he is from a creative standpoint now every single day getting to live his passion getting to spend quality time with his family kind of operate his own schedule to a degree so to speak cody may argue that (laughs) but Uh, That's the goal. He is getting to live his passion um, throughout business leadership and life now for one reason, it's because he has added value every single place he's ever been in his life and he's created his own luck and now opportunities provide themselves. It's an awesome picture of what could be for everybody. And the truth is, it is for those who are intentional about adding value. Also got Aaron Keller back on the show. He is a fan favorite, literally. If you don't know Aaron if this is your first time to the show you can look back a few podcasts prior to this and catch some very blunt entertaining podcasts we've had previously but he is not only a great friend he is also a strong leader and he leads the boots on the ground charge for big and j for swagger um, as well as the given right which is now broadcasting on the discovery channel and he does a great job at everything he does more importantly He adds value everywhere he goes. And he would tell you that because he's added value or attempted to add value everywhere he goes, opportunities constantly seem to provide themselves um, in his direction. You're going to hear more from Aaron and Cody here in just a minute. This week, we are in the big buck capital of Iowa. We are at the lodge of Mr. Mark Heck, who is, um, honestly, he's becoming a great friend um, to myself. Um, He's already been great friends with Aaron and we are at his lodge. He is actually the brand new owner of Expedition Archery and I'm actually excited to see what happens with this company because for you guys that don't know Mark, um, he is a guy that adds value everywhere he goes and because of that, he has been very, very successful in the corporate world and so it's going to be interesting to see what he does with this new company because everything he's ever touched turns to gold. And he's a very, very intelligent individual who's been very successful. Anyway, we're at his place this week in Iowa. So, Mark, if you're listening, thank you for letting us hang out. Thanks for letting us record a show at your incredible lodge. We are about to dive off into this conversation. But before we do, do us a favor. If you hadn't had a chance yet, go on iTunes. Please give us a review. We'd be much appreciated. Help us spread the word about the new podcast, Two or 12. Uh, if you know of somebody this could be valuable to, um, that's our goal, is to help as many people as possible, add value. This is a free resource. We don't know everything. Uh, we are all learning together. have had a blast getting to know some of you guys through social media. i want to take just a minute and give a couple shout-outs because several of you have been talking to often and on. Um, Josh Kiter from Bone Maniacs doing an incredible job on social media. I keep up with these guys now. It's, it's funny how... Uh, you meet somebody through social media and you feel like you know the people, even though you really don't um, on a personal level, but you do through a social media level. Josh is one of the first people we talked to, actually, um, that reached out to us just to give us some feedback, um, which you can do that as well. If you want to give us some feedback, do that at feedback at dot 12com We'd love to hear from you, but be sure and check out Josh and Bone Maniacs, these guys. Are um, killing it on social media doing a great job um, just trying to take everything to the next level also want to give a shout out to largemouth8 he gave us a awesome review man on june 12th 2018 i'm actually going to just read this to you he took the time to go into a little bit of detail on his review and so largemouth8 he said this on june 12th he said this podcast uh, has is incredibly relevant leadership tips for business life and relationships these ideas and tips are straightforward and blunt they speak right where you are or need to be this podcast gives you encouragement and excitement to better yourself so far each session i've listened to has provided humor to keep your attention Heath has a way to attract people around him that open up and share their life experiences that can get you feeling like you're listening to a comedy podcast but also providing education while this podcast is mostly outdoor industry driven This has so much more content that has nothing to do with the outdoors. It is a must-listen-to podcast that I highly recommend if you want tips and ideas to better your life, business, and relationships. While listening to Heath and his guys, have a good time, and it keeps you laughing. Thank you, big time, Large Mouth 8, for that detailed review. I want you guys to know how much we appreciate your reviews and your feedback. It's what helps us spread the word. Um, So if you haven't had an opportunity to do that yet, please jump on iTunes, give us some feedback. We are simply wanting to add value uh, to people's life and inspire people to live their passions. I promise you, I promise you, if we can do it, you can do it. This is not some far-fetched dream um, that is just out there for the select few. It is for those who are willing to put in the effort, put in the time, network, Build relationships with the people you need to build relationships with and learn your craft. Learn what it is you're passionate about that's realistic and then go after it 110%. Give it everything you have. Put in the time. Have a little bit of patience and I promise you whatever you want to do with your life, you can do it as long as you're realistic. You have some people speaking into your life and you have people that can be honest with you and tell you the truth of what you need to hear to get better then you too could be living your passion every single day think about it what would life look like if you were doing what you dreamed of doing your whole life I promise you it would look a little bit better life could be a little bit happier not that it's bad it's not bad for everybody out there obviously but it could be better true or false the answer is true for all of us even if you're living your passion it could even be better than it currently is and so man I hope that this podcast with Aaron and Cody will inspire you to add value everywhere you go. Because what happens when you add value is you create luck. Luck is now on your side because you created it. You control it. And once you do that, you begin to see opportunities provide themselves to you. So without further ado, this is the next episode of Tour 12. This is the conversation with Aaron and Cody on what does it mean to have value. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are in for such a good show because we are, where are we at, Aaron? Wake on. Walk on. Walk on. Walk on, Iowa. We're on the back porch. The fire is rolling. We are in big buck country where massive 200-inchers are running around, and it's only May. (laughs) (laughs) They're only 30 inches right now. No, they're not in Iowa, dude. They're so big. We are uh, back on the show, all kidding aside. We are in Iowa at our good friend Mark Hicks' crib. And I, when I say crib, it's actually a, a lodged crib. It's a crib. But uh, we have, backed by popular demand, the most requested celebrity we've ever had on the podcast, Mr. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Keller. Dude,
1: I thought I had to go get his autograph. <laughs> <What> <laughs> <after that> podcast. <laughs> and ever.
0: not only Aaron, but for the first time ever, Mr. Cody Berry. Now, hold on, Cody. Don't you say nothing. <laughs> Because you guys don't know who Cody is yet, but I know who Cody is. Aaron, even probably better than I do, knows mm-hmm. who Cody is. Oh, yeah. This is Cody's first ever podcast, <laughs> and he's also producing the podcast as we speak. Got it. You're doing an amazing job, by the way, <laughs> oh. after I showed you all the buttons. <laughs> like two minutes in. Two minutes ago. <laughs> hey, this is his second road trip with us, though. That is true. we trying was... to break him in. So, for y'all that don't know... Cody Berry has just come on. This is his first week full time with the crew at South Face Media. And he's actually way smarter than the owner of South Face Media.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. Like,
0: by far. He's a problem solver. He's editing and producing the show within two minutes of picking up the laptop. (laughs) Literally.
1: Boom. That's what problem solvers do, right? That's what they do. They solve problems.
0: Hey, Cody. Since you're producing, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, man. It's good to be on. Aaron,
0: welcome back to the show. Absolutely. People love you. I've had people like literally Facebook me and be like, when is that dude coming back on? I don't know why. You know why. Because AK Aaron Keller, the DC dream crusher. (laughs) You either love the truth or hate it. There's only two ways. Hey, the truth is, I mean, truth's good, man. We all need to hear the truth. And you just mentioned a while ago, um, this is actually Cody's second trip with us. Mm-hmm. This is his first trip as being a full time member of the team. But we have been to Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. Cody went on his first trip, and we fake hunted, <laughs> didn't we? Oh we yeah. Did a fake hunt. Let's explain. <laughs> well, define fake hunting because some people don't know what we're talking about. So yeah. you know, we-, <laughs> <laughs> on,
2: we, to- we own a several companies in the outdoor industry, and one of them happens to be a bipod. And you know, we were. It's a hunting bipod. It's not this. I'm um, got <laughs> oh, sleeve man. tattoos and shooting thousand yards. It's what us rednecks do is go kill crap. And we were fake elk hunting. And the, I don't know where heck Scott fake had us elk hunting. Fake hunting. Yeah. You know, potentially get a ticket. You know, we did see a game we ward. Did we, a did. Game ward. We, did. we did see a game ward. <laughs> Out of season. Out of season with firearms. Luckily, we didn't have no bullets. But so, but let's just find fake hunting. Please,
1: please define it.
2: Define fake hunting. We basically had camera crew. We were trying to produce footage for commercials. (laughs) And, you know, because cows don't have horns. So, you know, it looked like we were just chasing a herd of cows and Actually, when we got in the truck at the hotel, I was like, who's got cologne on?
0: <laughs> you <laughs> no, know. did you say it then at that yeah, moment? Yeah, I did. It, in the truck. In he the said, truck. who smells so good? Yeah, he smells so good? That's, <laughs> That's what I said. He smells kinda, so good. But it kind of got dropped, right? It dropped. Until.
2: No, then, then you know, <laughs> oh, man. we're fake hunting. We, you know, we just hike up this. It I mean, we're, we're crazy mountains. Hold on. <laughs> hold on.
1: It was crazy mountain. I've been training for a half marathon, and I was
2: breathing hard. I'm the fattest and guy. In uh, this whole deal, and I was fine. I was dying.
0: <laughs> he was and carrying I'm, a forty-pound camera. I did have <laughs> probably a fifty-pound camera and a whole lot of gut. <laughs> and we're we say fake hunting, so basically everything that you could have on a hunt, with the exception of bullets. Yeah, we were doing everything we but it. killing an animal. Everything but killing. Yeah, I mean, we act like we were. So killing. we were chasing herds of elk.
1: And this is my first trip. <laughs> yeah. Cody's
0: first trip ever. Have you even seen an elk in the wild? <laughs> <So>. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Only on TV, TV. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so Cody is photographering, Is that a word? <laughs> not really <laughs> And we're chasing elk And we Find a herd Get the we, wind right We're with Scott we Ford thought. who is an elite No
1: wind was not right
0: It was at first <laughs> And there's like How many were in the herd? A bunch I don't know A lot of eyes 30, 40 something It was a pretty cool pine thicket though mm-hmm. Yeah but we We climbed up Got in front of them And they're coming right at us And all of a sudden they stopped coming right at us and
1: start going nuts
0: and went nuts, and then I get down with Cody. I'm like, it's like "Dude, do you, <laughs> what do you have on?" But, he was like, "What? Who smells so good?"
2: It's my body wash, man. Like,
0: and Cody has on what is it? Bourbon and, uh, body some, wash. Uh, body wash. Something his yes. wife
2: got him. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from Bath and Body Works. Oh, to- and hey. Cody like
0: is like so. And he confesses in front of everybody. Like, it's he, me. I took his man card from him. I'm like, you.
1: Dude, in my defense, all of you guys were talking about going and taking anim- or pictures of animals at a zoo.
0: That is true. It, it is true. When did we ever talk about a zoo? Scott Ford did. Yes. He said he had some place we could go get whatever imagery we needed with animals.
2: And you guys took showers, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but yeah. I didn't smell like freaking
0: Victoria's Secret. <laughs> <laughs> I smell like a
2: man. I smell like
0: dial soap. So if you can picture this herd of elk sprinting oh my at the team, there's like, what, five of us in the crew or whatever? Four. Four of us. And all of a sudden, that. they pumped the brakes hard. And then
2: and they hang- started running back. They are like, oh, God,
0: what is this? <laughs> Whoa, oh.
2: And they were gone. Yeah, oh, we I just. felt like a
1: total loser.
2: We just, we just hiked 1.7 miles to watch Straight elk Straight up on. a mountain. <laughs> It was amazing. It was
1: like eight thousand feet <laughs> <laughs> elevation. It, it really was incredible.
0: We did get some good photos, though. Oh, it was awesome time. It was a
1: really fun trip too. I mean, it was we so were, for
0: you. It was like because you hadn't been elk hunting.
1: No, I it, had never. I've never been
0: elk hunting though. I really hadn't either. Not we talked about it. <laughs> I fake elk hunting. <laughs> we fake elk hunting.
2: We did. Is like, like, like so? Milk, it, was a, it was milk. A, milk. Was a, yeah, milk. Jordan. <laughs> we were for Milk. Milk.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> for me, it was a big deal because. I'd been uh, <laughs> taking pictures for, like, three weeks. <laughs> no, we did have Josh there. Josh, Josh at, was so there. Oh, yeah, Kendra was with yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been taking Our pictures, Josh. you know, from my other job for a little bit of time, like, in auto mode. <laughs> right. But now I'm in manual mode, so everything was learning for me.
0: So Cody gets thrown in. When we talk about, <laughs> we've got two new full-time employees. Cody got thrown in the mix. Matt, who you'll hear from later, he's been, like, filming for, like, Three days we, We're we're big believers In just getting thrown In the fire And seeing what you got Right And uh Sink or swim Sink or swim But Cody did an amazing job Cody we're uh, actually Pumped to have you On the team dude Man I'm so I excited I ain't trying to be All sentimental right now But all kidding aside, it's gonna Hold
1: on, be. A- let me, as producer, cue <laughs> the sappy music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, it was a good trip. We got a lot of. We were with Scott Ford. Who give us a little background, real quick, on well, Scott. Before, before, so before we get to Scott, you got to talk about how cody got here and
2: how funny this oh yeah how small this world is because you even, and i don't live in the same town no no we don't and when you you know i was like dude you gotta get a, you gotta get a web guy or somebody i'm like
0: i'm ready to get rid of my web people <laughs> you know this <laughs> these people suck i'm tired of it's you know, just it's not that they were bad so, hold guys. on if you hadn't listened to any previous podcast so Aaron basically what are telling you what your job title is but you pretty much run the show on the ground floor level for Big and J Swagger. Time, but it's irrelevant. I but. know, but for Big and J Swagger and the Given Right, you pretty much make the calls in the field, what has to happen. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know, I'm just giving you a little background. If you want to know more, go listen to episode four. And you, can learn, <laughs> you can learn all where got, about... Where I got Tyler, as a dream crusher. How come this is the second episode in a row I've had to refer to episode four, be an innovator <laughs> or go home? And, uh, we get to literally messages almost every day about that episode. But anyway, that's a little bit of background on Aaron. And so Aaron was pretty much is brought on and let, had, for whatever reasons, had to make changes with his web company and... Take over from there.
2: Yeah, so you know, my deal's about accountability. I mean, I, I'm not a micromanager. I'd be like, unless it's it. music, <laughs> maybe then. Then you're but, a micromanager. <laughs> I'm not a micromanager. I'm just particular. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. There's a difference. I don't stand over you. Just I'm just going to tell you 15 times is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. But yeah. you know. You know, we'd had such problems. It wasn't that they build bad sites or did bad things. It's when we needed something done, it didn't happen. Right. I'm like, dude, you got to find a web guy. I'm so tired of this crap. I just need you to handle this business for me. I don't have time for it. And then you're like, dude, I know this guy. No,
0: I texted you and said, I've got our web guy. I've got our web guy. And you're like, who is it? He's like, dude, he's from Batesville. Do you know him? I had no idea this was going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You didn't know. You didn't even know. Cody
2: did not know. And I I was like, he's like, you know Cody Berry? I'm like. Uh, yeah <laughs> I was like We played in a band together From 1996 <laughs> to 98 Aaron was like The Eddie Van Halen Of our band <laughs> What was the name of your band?
1: Uh, Two Worlds One Choice One Choice to <laughs> Two Worlds We stole it choice. Yes, we from stole who? it From the, the uh,
2: <laughs> Two Worlds That was a the Assembly uh, the Convention you know, It was yeah. a big Youth convention There and Double Tree Little
0: Rock Y'all were a Christian band? Christian oh, band yeah. We were good people Y'all have gotten So far Dude, off listen, since we then we packed out The line <laughs> college Baptist right. student union
3: <laughs>
1: really we played
0: Packed it out dude you were a like a rock band at a baptist deal oh we were a little bit of everything mm-hmm. not just rock we, played we
2: were all. We, we did praise and worship
0: we did um i mean we did a lot of originals too so yes. so at what point did you backslide <laughs> that's hilarious. backslide. Oh, I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. That's funny, though. You know that's funny.
2: Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So, I, you know, how in the heck did, well, realistically, I guess I graduated a year ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got a job, and then you graduated and went off to college. Yeah, I went to Texas to college. And hey, the girl he's married to date. I, <laughs> I heard this cat from the time... We- I mean, for three oh, years, yeah. I'm gonna marry her. I'm like, dude, you ain't marrying
1: this girl. <laughs> you like, knew from the
2: get go, huh? Oh yeah, he's like, oh. I'm so marrying her. I'm so marrying her. You <laughs> know, because all uh, the time, I, mean, I was like, dude, dude, you shut up. And little hole's got five freaking kids with her now. Like, <laughs> she got a loves you, kid. don't she? Do uh, I?
1: She loves you. <laughs> she does. Can't keep her hands off of. Her? <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it shows you how small it is. I mean, to think about it, but I mean, realistically, here you bring a web guy and that I actually have known longer than I've known you. Yeah. I mean, other than the fact you went to Ohio and was a pastor for yeah. some time. We're so. sitting
1: under the stars on a back porch in Ohio together <laughs> again. Like, that's crazy. No
2: guitars, though. We could play some old old music. I probably couldn't play a single song we played back in the day. But Oh, I
0: can't. I can't. <laughs> I, my fingers hurt. I can't play very long. Three or four minutes, I'm done. <laughs> and Aaron, Weak. he can play for a little while. You're probably a little better playing shape than I am. I play. But you're a little better player, period, than I am. I'm just a porch <laughs> I'm not a good player. Whatever, dude. That's a lie. Okay, so Cody's come on. You guys have known each other forever. Mm-hmm. We end up in Phoenix on a shoot. And what? So we were with Scott Ford, who is. Well, people will learn more about Scott people later. People will learn about. And the, the people that. Um,
2: They've been in a service or follow some serious shooters and not in the um, uh, competition world, but in the world of shooting, I guess for names because Scott's a pretty big name in the military was he's retired now, but Scott is a uh, consultant for Swagger for the military side for us, and, um, and he's got a documentary about A and E about his. Uh, he's on A and E. Yeah, he's on mm-hmm. a, I mean, he's and he's a phenomenal guy. I mean, he really is. Um, he knows his stuff. We can talk about credibility, and, and, and mm-hmm. you take a guy that's been severely wounded in combat, still goes out and functions today. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I was blown away just by the stuff that he had to say and the mm-hmm. things that he knew. I was like, like whoa, dude, and this the guy's stories crazy. he told. Oh my gosh! He yeah, was I mean, incredible.
2: <laughs> so you, you take Swagger when before we even and. uh Before we even got the concept off the ground and and purchased the product, we actually, I I, I met him at Shot Show for lunch because I knew him through a hunt through a mutual friend Chase Greenville, and uh, I wanted his input right off the bat. I'm like, "Is this legitimate? Do we need to invest?" As far as your product, yeah, yeah, you know, and it was just prototyped in, and he's like, "That's a game changer," you know, Mm. because here's a guy that, you know, been all over the world shooting. Yeah, not at Targets. Yeah, when I mean, you think about it, we're that's we're, real. Deal. We're a hunting company. We're not a. I mean, we we are swagger shooting, swagger bipods, whatever you want gonna call it. But we're a hunting company at the end of the day. I mean, that's our passions hunting. We're not thousand yard steel bangers, and we we'll, can be with the products if you need. Oh to be. yeah, we we've got them <laughs> if, you need to be. if we need to be. But you know, you take you take these military guys, and it's no different. Scott, but some other SF guys that we. I mean, we send a lot of our bipods overseas, and mm. first thing they say is, "It works." Well, we're just hunting over there. Yeah, these dudes are. I mean, they're going over there. They're shooting moving targets. Mm. Ain't shooting steel. Ain't shooting paper. Their so. targets are shooting
0: back too. Dude, that's right. So, <laughs>
2: and that's what Scott. You know, Scott yeah. talking. He got some stories to tell. We got to get him on there one day. Uh, oh, it, for sure.
0: He's unbelievable. So, well, I bring up Scott because this podcast we wanted to kind of talk about what it truly means to add value in in an organization and I mean you could even go with family or whatever whatever category you wanted to put value in but to me with our experience in Arizona with Scott and hearing you Aaron talk about the value he's brought to your company it is a a legitimate value that he's brought.
2: Well you know I think whatever I think podcast three whatever we talked about building a team and um, even though Scott doesn't technically work directly for us, you know, we, we hired him as a contractor. I hired Scott because of the value he brings. I mean, he brings a an expertise that you can't you can't just go to college and learn his expertise. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's a guy that's been a president of a firearms company. Um, he's been involved in developing scopes for Leopold. training um, snipers. Yeah, he still today trains snipers and. Extreme shooting, the the course that's at Fort Bragg today at Range Thirty Sevens mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's still his course that he put in into set or implication whatever back in the day when he was still in. He's not been out that long. I mean, right. how many people get shot as bad as him and are pretty much his left arm? I mean, he doesn't function great. and Stays in the military for another seven years to train. Yeah. I mean, and when you bring that kind of value, I, I mean, I just at whatever level I could have him. I didn't really care. I just, just knew, whatever you could get that's it i didn't mm-hmm. if it was 30 minutes a month that was a lot of value to me mm-hmm. yeah you know for a guy to say yay or nay on a product or this is wrong this is right and you know that's kind of how when we evaluate our team you know you look at truly what and it's no different what you have we have a small team everybody you look at how big we are the multi million dollar companies we have and we still run it with a pretty small crew but yeah, everybody on our team has such a good value
0: to our company and what they do. Um, you don't have to have a big crew when you get guys that bring value. Yeah, and Scott comes, so he obviously brings value, but he also comes with a ton of credibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe let's look at that a little bit. How do What does that look like? How do those work together? How do you have credibility through value?
1: Well, I think maybe we first I, should define value.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. I mentioned this before the podcast because I didn't want to be off color, <laughs> say something rude. But I feel pretty blunt about it. Can you feel blunt about something? I well, maybe I strong so. is a better word. I feel blunt a lot. <laughs> so I've I've had this com. We've had this conversation several t- several times here, and we probably have two Cody. I can't remember. But to me, value is when you truly have value in an organization. To me, I look at if if you weren't here, would I know you were gone? Mm-hmm would our team be affected if you weren't around mm-hmm. if the answer is yes then you probably have some level of value if nobody would miss you when you're gone i don't mean from a friendship standpoint i'm talking about with actual production and what you bring to the table as far as i'll be calling personal assets or whatever yeah but and that sound you don't want to sound rude from that because but at the same time the if we're going to talk straight and be truthful I mean, do you agree, Aaron? I'm just just trying to think. I actually
2: have a story about that. And uh, so, you know, I've been in outdoor sales since 98, but um, I worked for a national sales agency and we had this guy, I'm not going to mention name because I worked for a few, so I'm not even going to mention the company. Um, But we had a, I had two, but the first guy come in and he got promoted to sales manager and. I mean, he wreaked havoc. I mean, it was just, this guy was just, I mean, he's a great guy to be around. um, But it just kind of created a little bit of chaos. He wasn't a micromanager, but it's just like, you're just like, what's going on? You know, and then he did something and he got fired. And I think it was three weeks later, you know, we got an email from our boss, the owner. he's like, hey, you know, guys, how are y'all making it without this guy? And I'm like, I don't even know he's gone. You know?
0: Yeah.
2: Right then he brought and that's why I told my owner, I was like, he didn't do anything for me. There was nothing he did that helped me in my job that right. day to mm-hmm. day. So, you know, I mean then he went out and hired another guy in the same thing. This guy come in and he really wreaked a lot of havoc and um I left I left that current company because of that guy and then eventually he was gone. I mean it was just because there was it, it was a bad work environment, but these guys brought zero value because they they didn't have experience They might could talk the talk but they couldn't walk it was the problem yeah and uh so that was that, that truly was i mean i've experienced and i mean i've even had it with guys that's worked for me that truly worked for me i mean he's analogy one day about tiles on the floor because the problem is you get guys that here's the difference a guy that truly brings value thinks he never does enough mm-hmm. yeah the guy that Thinks he brings value that truly doesn't. Believes you can't replace him. Yeah. And those those people are out there like you can't replace me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you no, know, everybody's replaceable. I, I had uh, a mentor in this industry called me once. There's raw drill bits. <laughs> There's fresh ones at the store every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And it, it is. is. I mean, I mean, yeah. some are harder to replace than the other. I mean, you don't just go buy some big fancy high dollar forty dollar. Concrete, but <laughs> you, you're like scrounging around trying to make it work if you can because yeah, it's hard to replace, yeah. but it is replaceable, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's I, I kind of look at that mentality, and I actually had that conversation with a guy yesterday. And I'm like, I almost feel every week that I've never done enough, and did I bring enough to this company yeah. to move it forward? And um, and then, like I said, we I mean we 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 both sat in meetings when people thought well I've, I've done what i deserved or not mm-hmm. you know I, yeah i'm like well, yeah if you feel that way <laughs> you're a long ways from what you thought you did oh yeah but,
1: for the majority of my life i worked in organizations where people felt like if they just showed up they added value <laughs> and that's what people <laughs> how do you um, really feel Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> That That good <laughs>
2: I'm oh, gonna oh. be. I'm gonna be much. Am I the new, new, new Dream Crusher. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna be a whole lot better this podcast. I'm gonna let Cody talk. I'm not gonna get fired up. I am not gonna be Dream Crusher this <laughs> go around. Well,
1: what I'm getting at is some people just think oh, yeah. because they have a title or a role that they're right. adding value, and the truth of the matter is, adding value is much more than just having a title or a role adding value is helping people succeed and helping people be better and helping people you know like pull out the gifts and the talents and the abilities of the other people by doing what you do best
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, you're exactly I mean it's not like Heath calls me a teddy bear or whatever and yeah, I, you are a teddy bear I, am. I, I, I truly care about people that's my one character flaw that and um, I probably care too much I want people to succeed. I give them every chance as possible um, but at the end of the day <laughs> When it comes down to nut cutting, you yeah. don't want to deal with me. You, 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 I mean, you're going to have to deal with me if you're not pulling your weight. And I will circumvent you very fast. It's just very strategic. <laughs> well, that's yeah, a, strategic. And that's business. That's yeah, part I mean, of being a leader. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you know. that struck a nerve is what uh, it yeah, almost looked like. <laughs> yeah, Aaron started cringing over there. Just, <laughs> well, no, I mean, work ethic. I don't know what happened to it, it's gone. The biggest thing, I mean, value is not just you're smart. You got a skill.
0: If you just have good work ethic, that's value today.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe so. Let's talk about what are some things that that represent value. Work ethics, obviously, one. To me, I think. So we just hired a new guy. Okay. Yeah.
2: I know this guy. You know this guy. So, <laughs> um, thought about this guy for a long time. You and I talking about it from a long time. Yeah. Um, we're pretty slow to move on hiring people because <laughs> really slow. <yeah>. Everybody <laughs> says Aaron doesn't like to let stuff go. No, I just don't like to make bad. I don't like to make bad hires because, and that's because you're a teddy bear. Yeah, well, I mean, the worst thing to do is hire a guy I'm like God. I got to fire him in six oh, months, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. You want no, to be the it's, right it's, people? It's not bad for them. It's just bad for your company because yeah. I just wasted six months of time. I was six mm-hmm. months could have the right guy. So you know, you try. Um, but you know, we evaluated this guy and. There's a lot of candidates out there that had a better education. More experience. More experience. But at the end of the day, the people I knew that knew him said, this guy is a go-getter and he will work. I'd rather have a go-getter that will work because I can train him to do what I need him to do as long as he's doing it. Yeah. Because – you know, I'm in Iowa this week. I don't know where I was last week. The week before, I don't remember. But I got to go to Dallas on Monday, Lexington on Tuesday. I come home to celebrate my four-week late anniversary. I got to oh, be in yeah, New York, the and then I got to fly to California. I'm like, I need people that are doers that do what I need to do.
0: And that's what – I mean, and that's what – something else, because I know what you're talking about too, but I think something else that – I don't know if it's not, it's at least as important, maybe possibly more important, but is the whole idea of trust and loyalty, too. Mm-hmm. And when you combine trust loyalty with work ethic, mm-hmm. it is a win. And I would almost rather have um, even Matt, who's, you'll hear from, from Matt down the road, he's been interning with me for the last year, and we've just brought him on full-time as well. Had absolutely zero even ability, to be honest with you, in as far as the His career choice at this time, when it comes to creative work and photography and production and video, but I knew his father, very trustworthy, very loyal, and I knew based on just a few conversations and hanging out with him a little bit, he was going to have work ethic, and he hadn't let me down one time in a year, Mm -hmm. and he's young. It's hard to find absolutely so i think if you can when we talk about adding value even if you're looking to hire people or bring people on to your organization those are obviously three elements i would consider almost more than anything even possibly more than experience mm-hmm. oh, yeah. because if you got somebody out i heard the other day a great team is not a team that works together but it's a team that trusts each other mm-hmm. um i've never heard that that's really good it is yeah i didn't come up with it wish i would have <laughs> but i read it somewhere i don't remember who said it but if you really think about it, if you trust each other and you've got each other's backs at the end of the day, you can get through anything.
2: Well, I mean, you look at South Face Media and Performance Plus Outdoors and where we are today. Um, I mean, I was like, get a web guy. <laughs> what I tell you today, get a sales guy. <laughs> I mean, I because, ain't found him yet. Because I trust, you're out there. I trust you. I trust you. I know I can turn. Right. Because there is accountability i mean there is all those things in south face
0: media for me right i don't have to worry about now. yeah Mm -hmm. when i even have told my guys that that i look at it from and this goes back to adding value from my standpoint to your company because take friendship and all that out of it from a business standpoint alone i have to be able to look at you and know that you can go to your bosses and they have to know you made the right decision. And and the thing about it is, is you
2: see in these, these younger generation of kids too, where even though you and I are really, really good friends and become great friends over the past six years, and um, but you understand at the end of the day when it's when it's a product of mine that you're building for me and I'm paying for, I'm going to be brutally honest about it, and I'm going to critique it, and you don't get butthurt about anything. No. You just understand... <laughs> But I want the
0: results, too, for yeah. you. you. Because I mean? at the
2: end of the day, if I tell you to to make it blue, and you know red is best and blue is bad, but I tell you blue, you make it blue because it's my yeah. dollars. Yeah. And now if you can convince me otherwise and we agree, then that's a different story. Yeah. But
0: at the end I of told the a thing. young guy that the other day. <laughs> he asked – I don't know how far to go into this conversation, but <laughs> he asked how come they like your stuff more than mine, it seems like. And – The answer was pretty simple. I mean, I didn't have to think about it long, but it came down to, as a, from from adding value to your company, from our brand to your brand, I'm more interested in making sure you get what you want more so than giving you what I want. Now with that, I feel like when you've added value the right way over the course of time, there comes a time when your brand asks me what we think, what what would we do? That don't happen overnight. Well, this year, what I said, hey, what are we going to do for a commercial this year? Yeah, you're <laughs> like, whatever. I trust you. You're it. like, yeah.
2: hey, we need to do this branded deal. I'm like, yeah. And, w- and we're like, well, we, I mean, we brainstormed on a. I was driving. I don't know where I was at. I don't. And there's I, no well, telling it wasn't. It, it wasn't we in, in Arkansas. No, but I said <laughs> something about Jerry always talks about we bring success to the hunter. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And you wrote a script off of it. Yeah. Now, granted, we've yet to pull we We've yet to that's pull That's Waddell's fault. That's Waddell. <laughs> Michael. He's
0: too busy. You should have come to Iowa. <laughs> he was supposed to be here. OSG pulled him away. I understand. I think that's a, 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 a pretty accurate picture of how adding value leads to credibility. mm mm-hmm. um, And – when you spin that around 360 value ends up adding credibility they work together so value brings credibility credibility in turn over the long haul and when it when it, it's reciproc it reciprocates kind of to where you're now you're adding value again it just it goes back and forth mm-hmm. and I don't know I see a lot of people you can correct me if you see something different but it seems like when I'm when I'm talking or consulting or dealing with people that maybe are struggling in a certain area they feel like they have way more value than – I don't know how to say this the right way, but maybe they feel like they have more credibility. It's not that they don't have value yet, but they feel like they have credibility credibility far beyond what they really have. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you really walk that out and explain that. Maybe, Cody, you, you got any ideas on that or am I losing you? You're, you're <laughs> what, I, what I mean is <laughs> – so. So They really overvalue their credibility. Exactly. So Uh, let me give you an example. I had a guy the other day, Sunday, matter of fact, he came to me and he said, hey, I'm a life coach. I said, okay. And I know this guy well. And he's jumped around, been in and out of things nonstop. And he knows nobody's coming to him. He ain't going to make a living life coaching. Why? Because he has no credibility. Hmm. He had not been consistent anywhere. Doesn't mean he doesn't have value, but he hadn't – he hasn't put in the time consistently adding value and become a reputable individual to have credibility. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I don't know. I'm just trying to to help define lines of what value, how value and credibility really work together. I don't know that I have the right answer for it, but I know for me, me, like I know over the course of time and it don't happen overnight, when you consistently work your tail off to add value everywhere you go, there's a trust factor that comes with that. In return, return oh, yeah. you get credibility. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and that well, credibility is trust at the end of yeah, the day. To be, I mean, I know I can call Heath Graham up first thing, and I'm like, I, I know now how hey, you got time to do this. <laughs> <laughs> when do you need it tomorrow? <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, as does everybody else. Yeah, so, <laughs> but I know, you know, I've given other people shot to do stuff because again, I, tr- I try to. I try to spread the wealth as much as I can these young kids, up-and-comers or whatever, because right. I do know you're extremely busy. And you you do our very, very important projects. So if it's not the – if I can afford a project to get screwed up, I go somewhere else sometimes because <laughs> I know you're busy. But, I mean, I also know I can call you and be like, hey, I need this done. <laughs> get it or if you need bailed out bailed out because you built that credibility <laughs> yes exactly yeah, i never have to worry about it to the point for so Lori hannon you know in our office Lori is like um she's she's probably the most she's the smartest woman i've ever been around and she's about the most frank speaker you'll ever meet in life. She puts me to shame. She is the true dream crusher. But
0: <laughs> Matter of fact, Lori's middle name's Frank.
2: And so really,
0: no, <laughs> but,
2: it like, yeah, but it could be. Yeah, it could be. She's pretty blunt. But it's like when I we talked about this web deal. I was like, "Yeah, I turned it over to Heath." He's like, "Thank God." <laughs> yeah, I mean, because yeah.
0: she's she knows now, and I I you know it's like. But that so that 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 speaks volumes though because <laughs> he don't do websites. <laughs> but
2: because she knew you get it done,
0: she knew we'd find who we needed to find. If you couldn't do it, yeah. you would find the right person for us to do it. Yeah, right.
2: I mean, uh, that was all I needed. to That I needed guidance. I, I'm I'm tired of dealing with freaking idiots. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I've dealt with some big big firms, and you just and you, spent a lot of money. Oh yeah, I mean, I was bent over the barrel as Michael Waddell (laughs) said about (laughs) Kennelly so unbelievable Uh, that's (laughs) hilarious got that one in there
0: Kenneth's (laughs) gonna love that I'll give you a high five well well, Kenneth Uh, oh yeah (laughs) Kenneth was supposed to be out here tonight but Kennelly is asleep he can't handle it. he had a four
2: hour nap he softies hunter (laughs) celebrities gosh yeah didn't we cover that in the last podcast? <laughs> yeah, in episode four. Kenneth wasn't listening, though. No, he, he didn't hear that. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, so, I mean, literally, She's like, thank God, you know. I'm like, but that's how I feel to this point, you know. Now, granted, Cody ain't produced his website yet, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because he's working on seven at one time. <laughs> uh, well, that's what happens when you go out and him, you know. <laughs>
2: But I know when I get it, right? It's gonna be right. Or yeah. if it's, it, it wasn't that the, our websites were wrong in the past. It was like, hey, can you change the shirt pricing on here for us? Hey, can you change the shirt pricing on it? When I have to say it four times yeah. in four weeks, I'm done. Mm. I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm not a micromanager at all. And if you got to be micromanaged, man, I don't I don't know what to tell you.
1: Well, I think that speaks to the point is you can add value but if you don't follow through after follow the follow through, oh my god. Yeah, it goes back fact.
0: to the trust deal is yeah. an integrity. If if you've been asked to do a produce something and do a job and then you say you'll do it and then when it comes down to getting it done and doing it, you don't ever facilitate it, you are broken the lines of trust.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, well it, that's what I found over I worked in organizations that were very heavily volunteer driven. And so people wanted you to trust them and all that kind of stuff, but then they wouldn't follow through. And so you would get frustrated with them. You gonna punch people in the throat, Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Not you, Cody. Never. I'm a very gentle guy, (laughs) laid back, chill. (laughs) But what I found was when when you um, built that credibility with them and they understood who you are, you could be very straight with them. You could speak that candor. And so case in point, I've been working on your website, amongst the other ones, and I sent it to Heath. He's like, dude, I like where it's going, but it ain't going to work, you know?
2: <laughs> Didn't you say, I'm
0: not showing that to Aaron? Well, <laughs> no, I just I we showed it to you. <laughs> Actually, I showed it to you before you were supposed to see it. Yeah. But I, I, I just know because we have spent a lot of years together, I right. know what you're looking for, and I know you can't to put – I'm not going to put something in front of you that you couldn't be proud to take to your owners. Oh, yeah, right. And that's and so, the value that you want yeah, to add to him. Well, and you too. It's not a. I'm setting you up for success because <laughs> Thank if, God. if I turn it in, then you're gone. I'll <laughs> be
2: like, God, you gotta find a new web guy. But, I no, mean, I, I know so, Cody and I played in a band together, but you know he's gone. You're wrong, <laughs> Sorry, <web> Cody. <laughs> you're wrong web guy. Good thing he's got good like uh, grammar skills because you you know you and I both suck at that. Oh, so am I'm,
0: I'm amazing at it actually. Not. Grammarly can't, Grammarly. It can't even fix me. Grammarly. That's how bad I am. So here's a tip for the week. Go get Grammarly, the app for your computer with phone. If you have I just married an English major, and my daughter's really smart, so that's all you I need. send them
2: your stuff. I, I let my wife proofread my stuff if I got to type out big stuff. So my wife brings value to me. A <laughs> <laughs> work, schedule.
0: So value, um, we've talked about trust, loyalty. What are some things, I mean, I know – trust and loyalty falls into it but when you look at let's look at new guys new newcomers coming into either maybe young people maybe not maybe new people coming into an organization what are things you can do to create value for yourself
1: uh, not think you know everything if you're a newcomer into the organization don't act like you know it all
2: even if you do even if you even do. if you do yeah
1: and of course you want to be confident you want to learn you want to be willing to learn but don't act like you know it all and be a punk about it because you're the new guy on the scene and the other people have been there longer than you. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to learn from them. Be willing oh, yeah. to learn.
2: Yeah. I mean, I go by, revert back to my
1: case in point. Let me interrupt you. Go case for it. Case in point. I didn't bring my body wash. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this trip. There's no elks out here. <laughs> no elks. Hey, but or if Elk you'll notice, or whatever.
2: <laughs> there's sin elimination soap in that shower. <laughs> I, I brought dial. You just got in the shower before me this morning because. <laughs> We ain't doing no fake hunting. <laughs> I'm washing off with real soap. But what
1: I'm saying is I could I could have said I could have been ticked, you know, that you guys were making fun of me and <laughs> <laughs> calling out
2: the that so I hot. had on
1: nice jeans. And oh, yeah. He I'm was pretty. I
2: looked good. <laughs> he was like, the, he was GQ in the mountains. He was. Skinny jeans and all. Dude, yeah,
0: I did not wear skinny <laughs> jeans. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty tight, though, man.
1: Oh, come on. Aaron was walking around all day with them rolled up. That
0: is true. <laughs> but he yeah, was doing it on purpose yeah. <laughs> to be stupid. <laughs> well, just, originally,
2: it was because my pants were wet this morning because we were
0: out in the rain. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I could have been, you know, I could have been like, dude, that's stupid. They, sh- I'm the new guy. They should have, you know, like, yeah, m- whatever. But I, I started like making mental notes and taking note. Look, next time you're here, don't take a shower and you- bourbon body wash. But you-
2: <laughs> bourbon that don't smell like bourbon, and I know bourbon real well. You gotta tell Aaron that it does not smell like bourbon. My uh-huh. wife bought me some bourbon beard stuff. I was like. That don't smell like bourbon. What is this? It's like saddle soap smelling here, you know? (laughs) Let's go get some bourbon out of the cabinet. That's what bourbon smells like. That's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean... Uh, I, I've said this story. I, know, I told it to Heath. I've been, Heath is my <laughs> Cody. Now that he's moved back to Arkansas, but you know, Heath has been my—he's <laughs> my vent. You know, he's my life coach. <laughs> he gets me through my everyday struggles. Because I, I might hilarious. be a teddy bear, but I gotta vent somebody because I really want to kill a lot you of people. You do a really I, good job of venting sometimes. I do. I mean, I got to scream every once in a while, and Heath's a good <laughs> i can scream at Heath, and he don't take it personally. And uh, but. You know, like you said, you see it in these young kids especially coming here and just because they did go to college or they've watched enough YouTube channel, I guess, they think they're a freaking expert on everything, and they're really a bunch of dumb A's. But, um
1: <laughs> What was the line? Aaron, tell us what you really Yeah, think. tell us what and, you really Well, I
2: mean, I use my son example. Here he's a 17-year-old kid who, you know, he don't like me. I don't care. He's not supposed to like me. I'm his dad. He, <laughs> Life sucks. We hadn't got to this counseling session yet. But, we're <laughs> but there. I mean, he made a statement a year ago that, you know, he was in a class and his grades were suffering. And it's not like he's dumb. He's actually a very, very brilliant kid. And he's a, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the smartest kid in that class. I just, I, I'm like, well, so what'd you say? And for the first time ever, his grandmother got on to him. I mean, like, I was like, I like to fell out of my chair, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to give you a little lesson in life. That dumbest kid in the class you're talking about that's working his butt off and might have a D plus C average, you'll work for him one day. That's true. He's like, what? Oh, I won't. I said, I graduated with a freaking 2.7 GPA. My brother was a 4.0. Yeah. I promise you, I've got a lot of people under me that's got college
0: degrees. It's actually a statistical fact. It
2: is a fact. I said,
0: I will take a kid
2: that works any day over some – (laughs) <laughs> Freaking stupid educated person. <laughs>
0: that's so funny. Stupid educated that's, that's such an oxymoron.
2: Yes. But it's a great oxymoron. Well, but <laughs> stupid it is actually, educated.
0: It's an actual fact in our country, even statistically, that more A students work for C students. That's mm-hmm. because usually C students are relational.
3: Mm. You know, George, oh, yeah, George Bush years ago
0: <laughs> made a statement at some speech at some college. He said to the C student, I tell you, you two one day could be president. <laughs> what he said. Yeah. Well, what he I mean,
2: said. I tell people, I mean, if I could go back today, I'd probably be a 4.0. Because you're like, man, I probably should have paid attention. <laughs> the school was a social experiment for me. Oh, me too. I mean. That and sports. I mean, my brother, he he was he was 4.0, didn't study. Did no, nah, not me. I was worried about <laughs> girls. I was playing baseball. I hunted. My brother didn't hunt. I fished. Yeah. So I had, and I played guitar. My parents had to beat the guitar out of my hand, you know I mean? So I just. My son made that statement. I mean, that was a, and that has stuck Went all over you. <laughs> oh yeah, it's just stuck in me. I'm just sitting there thinking, well, crap. I mean, and I, I'm not knocking anybody that's got a college degree, but I don't have a college degree. Yeah, but when you have the experience I have, and I mean, I I think I said it in that last podcast. I use, you know, the guy said you got two minutes to sell yourself. Well, if you never truly sold yourself in a as a sales guy. That's the hardest thing to sell is yourself. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if the people don't know you and you're sitting over a dinner table. You and can't. You got two minutes. You got two yeah. minutes. You're like, uh, you know, everybody else talking about And what did it. you tell them? Uh, it wasn't about being smart. I yeah. said, I might not be the smartest person i me, but I'll outwork anybody. So actually, I said, I don't give a crap what anybody else told you and what they said, how smart they were. But I can guarantee you one thing. They ain't none of them outworked me. Yeah. He said, you're hired. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> kind fool. Of
1: like, why, why do you think that was? Because he knew you would add value
2: it's right To his team I didn't sit there and Tell him I didn't blow smoke Up his dress I told him I wasn't smart And that's something You can control That's right You can control Work ethic Absolutely <laughs> Well and it, and, it's, and it goes back To don't There's people um, I sent a text Today actually You know To a friend of ours And wanted some pointers Going into a big National account um, And the first thing I said is uh, uh, Be honest And don't overpromise. Yeah and uh, you know, I I just said you know a few things and get you, you know get your buyer involved and 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 and, and the, what you're working on and and that that how when the when the you know when you take a buyer into a category when he feels like he's bringing value to you and helping us to design something it's it, it advances everything but yeah being honest and and that kind of thing and I just I mean to me when like you said the worth the work ethic deal was more to him. He didn't need a guy out there sitting at his house saying how smart he was and he's going to figure this out. He needed a guy hitting the road
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, figuring it out. Yeah. Not thinking about how to figure it out. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's go. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, and that goes back to just like the guy we hired. He don't know everything. I like training. Yeah. But, but I can tell you one thing. I'm here right now. And I ain't worried too much about my other companies between him and Zachary. Yeah. I mean, because them two guys,
0: even though he's greenhorn, he'd bring a ton of value. They're going to get it done. They're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I think about when I even think about adding value. Um, I look at, I tell people this all the time. I may have even mentioned it on a previous podcast, but it kind of shocks people I think sometimes. But when I go into a meeting, depending on who it is. I mean, pretty much everybody, I guess, but I tell them, I care more about you than I do your company or your brand. Mm-hmm. And at first they're like, what What does this have to do with you marketing, doing marketing work or whatever? But I know the reciprocal process is if they're happy and we're taking care of them as individuals. And, and really the whole point of what I'm saying is that the focus is not about even on what I'm bringing to the table. It's not about me. It's not about my marketing skills or my photography or whatever we do or our services. It's about how do we add value. the The whole idea is how do we add value to you. Mm-hmm. And when somebody feels like you're coming to the table and you're like actually here to help them, and you care more about them than you do yourself, I tell I told, I was telling Kenneth the other day. We had this conversation, and it's really it's funny because it's old school. Honestly, it's old school Bible principles, really. Mm-hmm. The old. I don't know where the scriptures at, but doing others, you have them. the golden rule. Is that the golden rule? Yes, sir. That's how brilliant I am at the scriptures. <laughs> Pastor Cody over there, Cody's, <laughs> Cody's going to shoot you right yeah, now. <laughs> 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 but my point is, when I think, think, but think about how many people go into a new adventure, a new business opportunity, or whatever the case is, and really all they think about in this is how am I fixing to be benefited? How is this going to benefit me? I've never, I have, I don't want to lie, but as I've aged and matured a little bit in business, I don't even consider myself anymore because I know it's never failed me yet. If I go into any situation, any scenario, any business and add value and care more about them than I do myself, I'm always taken care of. Mm -hmm. If you help others get what they want, you're always going to get what you want. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and you're saying
2: about business, I see that new businesses, they, they come in and it kind of our one podcast being an innovator go home and that was true because innovation normally brings value but you see these companies and we talked about copy cutters but they come in and our whole goal is man these guys are making all this money i'm gonna come in and kill them or take i can make money and they really don't think about what they're coming into the market and they're doing they're just trying to come in and be poachers, you know, and yeah, um, you know, I said it before, it's like you're going to come in and try to compete against a company like me in this category, you can't buy it cheaper, you can't do that. So, what about let's come into the marketplace and bring value? You know, it's like we're here, we won't talk about it, but you know, we had a good friend bought a new company, one of the things we talked about today. Well, I mean, we, we, we worked on his tagline, you know. Yeah. And, we, and we're we, not even
0: doing business with yeah, him. We're we, trying we, to help him. We,
2: yeah, we beat him up on it. We're like, <laughs> what are you doing for I mean, you know, yeah. he didn't get into this to, you know, to be what I call a poacher or a copycat, but, um, I mean. An opportunity presented itself, uh, he, and, he, and he could do it. That's right. He could do it. He's yeah. fine. He's, he's, uh, he's you know, here's a guy, what say today? he say day, lost his first customer in 29 years.
1: 29 years.
2: And he didn't lose him because he did something bad. He actually worked himself out of that customer. <laughs> he added
1: that much value, yeah. But
2: that's what a good manager does, and that's what added value. Is. Exactly right. A good manager doesn't need – he's not needed. Yeah. He's there when problems arise. I had a guy once, and it's 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 a funny story, and I won't even elaborate on it, but he's like, man, I don't know what that guy does every day. I mean, he probably makes – don't tell him what kind of money he makes. I'm like, well, he's our boss. <laughs> yeah but What does he do Uh He's at boss. When problems happen He fixes them Yeah He hires us To do the jobs His job is to manage A manager's job Is not to do His job is to fix His yeah. job is to make sure Things are moving forward Mmhmm The right people Are in place And if a manager Does his job Then a manager's Truly not needed Until a problem arises Yeah And uh and that's what you know. You get those guys that are self-centered. They don't see that. Yeah. They don't think of that value. I mean, it's. I mean, we had a conversation today when, like I said, I, I you know, sometimes people don't always agree with how I handle things, but then again, I don't have much turnover inside of me, my organization. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people not might not like how I handle things. At the end of the day, they really like working for me because I'm a benefit of the doubt. I try to look at what value is whether you agree with people or not, you know, because there is some people that do bring value, and it's like, all right, this guy has value, but he's like a douche. <laughs> How do I deal with this guy? We're there. Oh, I know. And Never. you're like, all right, I don't have to like you. I can't block that wind. that's oh, it's we're, me. I Did it's I mention me. we're on
0: the back porch?
2: <laughs> and, uh, and the wind's blowing over this but you know, cornfield I'm, right now. But, I mean, I mean – there's those guys too and it's just those are the value guys you struggle with the value guys that you're like gosh i wish i could fire this guy but man he does something (laughs) Well, i think
1: that goes back to you've added enough value to their life that you can be straight with them yes the truth yeah when they when they're screwing up you can say you need to stop that crap you know yeah Mm -hmm. and they're okay with you telling them that because you have invested enough into their lives and into their you know to their roles in the company to to be able to speak straight with them, you know, and I think that that's what value does. It draws other people to you, even in the hard times. Yeah, that's what
0: I was going to say. You draw people to you because at the end of the day, people know you actually, I mean, you're you're the innovator or go-home guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dream crusher. The, the dream, dream crusher. crusher. <laughs> but at the heart of who you are, you care for people first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you always want what's best for people. And that's honestly part of why you speak the truth is because you won't, don't want to see people get into something they're going to fail at and and be blinded by something and so i think that that goes back to even adding value to individuals you add value to your company um and there's ways to do it um and i think trust loyalty Trust is such a major factor. Yeah, it's a big mm. deal. Once you lose trust, it's over. Yeah, that's the deal. You can spend 39 years building trust and lose it tomorrow. That's right. In five and, minutes. And it doesn't <laughs> and matter. What, once you do it. <laughs> it don't matter what kind of value you bring. If trust
2: is broke, it's hard to regain. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I was telling my son, you know, um, of course, he's a teenage kid. I understand. I, I did stupid crap when I was a teenager, but that's No, first. Aaron, you were perfect. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I didn't get in a lot of trouble. I, I was pretty scared of my dad, but... Uh, <laughs>
0: I'm gonna guess one time you caught over a limit of fish. <laughs> You're such a bad kid, Aaron. You know you oh, caught 21 crappie when the limit was 21 times. No, but
2: I shot more catfish than I was supposed to with the bow. <laughs> Confession. Uh, Confess. I'm not gonna tell you what state I'm from. Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska. That's, a it's Nebraska. <laughs> That's so but, funny. Uh, oh yeah, I mean you think about it. I mean he, he, so it's. Um, Well, I mean, you think me and Cody, we we played in a Christian band, and and, uh, people talk about, you know, I've been a musician my whole life, and most of the time it was in in a a Christian band. I mean, up until – and you hear these – Musicians, everybody's like, man, you're a musician. You just assume I smoked a bunch of dope. Never done drugs in my life, (laughs) and uh, just because I play the guitar, I'm stereotyped here. I'm a dope smoker, you know. uh, That's so funny, but it's the truth. People assume musicians are, you know. And uh, I'm like, man, I didn't even drink alcohol. I was 21 years old, you know. I mean, I'm like, everybody's like, what? No way. I was like, no, seriously. I mean, like, I didn't get in trouble. I hunted, fished. I dated the same girl all through high school. I mean, yeah, I was went to church. I was a good kid. I when well, I ain't kidding you. I talk about scared of my father. <laughs> I was scared to disappoint my father because. Yeah. This man was, I mean, he turned wrenches on locomotives. There was, when he got a hold of you, you didn't get away. <laughs> there was no running. I mean, as soon as he grabbed you, it's like, it's All right. like oh. just limp fish and drag on the floor, beat the pieces. You know, that's what you hope for. <laughs> just hope it ended quick. You well, know, that's hilarious. But I, was, I was, I mean, I respected my father, but, and uh, that's why I tell my wife today, she's like, you know, he's like, you're you you're rough on your son. I'm like, Pff. I was like, I, I believe I got beat when I was eighteen for my dad, you know, from a belt. I ain't whoop this kid since eleven. Come on, man. No, you know, well, I was like, he ain't supposed to like I me. Mean, he's he's gonna be a grown man in a few years. Yeah. But uh, but like today, you know, I look at the value my dad brought to me, and the you know, you, you think about the value even your father brings. oh yeah. Here's a dad I respected him. Yeah. I'm straight up respected him, but here's a man that never drank. Yeah. I mean, i never seen Drink or Drop work three jobs because I was poor white trash. We'd have had no money. I mean, yeah. we lived in this. They, my parents still live in the same single-wide trailer they moved into when I was six years old. Yeah. I mean, this thing's falling apart. It's
0: not that they're broke today, but. That's just how they operate. So they're and they're, just, okay they're okay with it.
2: They're too old today to, I mean, they're, I mean. And that's okay. Oh yeah, I they're mean, not materialistic driven. No, they're not. Yeah, they, they. He works, has a great job, and he's got a lot of money put back. And when he yeah. go, he's going to retire at a fairly early age, and whatever. But you know, he instilled some stuff in me. But I tell my wife, I'm like, the values. I mean, we're talking about what value bring, but the values. I think it's where a lot of these kids happen.
0: It starts oh, early yeah. to me. Um, well, and this is another. This probably leads to where we're at in our culture, but. I mean, that's another statistical fact. Half of the world now comes from broken homes. Mm-hmm. And half of them aren't growing up with daddies anymore, mm-hmm. you know, to lead the way and be fine people that will be leaders. And I heard a statement the other day, and this is just a good food for thought, especially if you're young and getting into life. But <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually, but I heard a statement. It said, you were born looking like your daddy, but you'll die looking like your decisions. That's hey, that's good. a – Think about that for Where a Where do minute. you get these deals at? Oh man. I just find them here and there. Come across. Just say <laughs> again. You want that's, to hear that I, again? Yeah, Just say it again. Okay, that's awesome. what the food bar
2: Bonanza looks like, Cody. You right? <laughs> 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 Die looking like my decisions. Heart attack
0: at 56. <laughs> That is so you just took that the wrong. Like, that's Sorry. hilarious.
2: <laughs> if you missed that. You that's did. an inside joke, because I married my wife who worked at Bonanza with me.
1: Yeah, I was the assistant manager, yeah. so she worked for me. That's so funny. It's,
3: uh...
0: <laughs> oh, that's hilarious.
1: That was really good.
0: Oh, there's a lot of truth in that though. You're born looking like your daddy, you'll die looking like your decisions. And so at the end of the day, we all have a, an opportunity to make the right decisions, to add value, to be – and that's things we control. We're not all the smartest, but at the end of the day, when you think about what can I control in my life, you can control being honest. Mm-hmm. You can control being loyal. Um, and you can control if you're going to work hard or not. Yeah. They don't have nothing to do with your brain power. No. Other than making a decision.
2: You know what? and talk about value and this is not really on value but I had this conversation with a guy and he's talking about feeling bad and about things and I'm like why would you feel bad? I'm like you know there's a difference between business and personal and um, that's what this younger generation struggles to separate. Yeah. Um, If you work for me and you call me on Monday. Where are you at? It's none of your business. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I agree. It's none of your business. I don't work for you. You work for me. Right. Or where y'all going this week? You know, it doesn't matter. Or, you know, I mean, it, it, people get so butthurt about that. I'm like, this is business. Or when you correct them or you do all these things, it's no different than, you know, you you're correcting your son or whatever but I'm just like when you bring enough value you're with me or you're that important to my organization you know my every move yeah you know that's a different ball game yeah you know that's why so that's why I just well and that's information that you voluntarily give that's right at that stage that's right yeah uh, I mean and that's what I was I was trying to explain to to a guy a friend of mine at another organization and he's just like Man, I don't know what to do I'm like you got to answer to your boss. You got to answer to your wife, and you got to answer to the good Lord. Yeah. The rest of the people, who cares? Yeah. I mean, that sounds bad, but realistically, um, and and that's kind of how I work. You know, I answer to the people I work for, my wife, and and the good Lord. But the people that work for me, they don't like. I use Zach as an example. Zach never asks where I'm at. Yeah. One, we got a calendar. He knows pretty much where I'm at. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, Zach. Hey. we got to get Zach on the podcast one night. <laughs> but Zach knows.
2: You know, you hear people question what their boss is out there doing. Zach knows I am out furthering the company, trying yeah. to bring value to what he does every day. I know Zach is bringing value to what I'm out there doing today. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's just like I sent Zach an email today. I need you to take care of this. You know, make sure this is done right. Yeah. And that was at one. I didn't call him at five. Here it is, ten o'clock. I ain't even text him, didn't read email him, you know what? It's done. Yeah.
0: That's the value he brings. He's Johnny on the spot, get it done. No questions that's asked. That's another you just made me think of another bullet point for when it comes to value is is accountability. Yeah, that's that's the count. I mean account- we were talking about that today. I was talking actually with Mark, we were talking about it and I was taught that might be the biggest value, period. Well, it is, but I want to make this statement because I learned this at an early age from out in Garrison. Nobody on this podcast knows who I'm referring to <laughs> but you, Cody. Yeah, you probably don't even know. But I heard the statement probably when I was, I don't know, I might have even been a teenager, which was a long time ago, but he made a statement that stuck with me my entire life since then. He talked about accountability and basically defined it as accountability is given required information before it's required. And when, wow. you, when you can learn to do that, how many times? And so you don't have to follow it with Zach. Well, more than likely, I'm assuming. <laughs> and you may ask some questions here and there. Yeah. But, but from my standpoint, I want to tell you stuff before you ever ask. Yeah. You know what I mean? And dropping the ball is just part of You're it. You're going to screw up sometimes. I tell people
2: all the time, I, I drop the ball more than the rest of my guys. Yeah. You know, we're juggling all these things. You know, and it's just like, you know, today we. Was, Talking about wonder and stuff like that, <laughs> so I was looking at this wonder list and I was like, "All right, I got I next thing you know, I've got thirty things in there for me." To, I was like, "Holy crap, I got a lot of stuff to do." Man, I forgot to get this done. Holy crap! I mean, I'm just yeah. like
0: wonder list. By the way, note real quick, a commercial, great resource <laughs> awesome if you need app. a way to check off <laughs> stuff like, in life. Yeah. It it's, is. An app, right? yeah, it's an app, right? Wonder list, an app.
2: I've had it for all our guys, and we don't do not utilize it like we should. Um, but it's basically a way to check off to yeah, do make it to it's do a to-do list, to-do list and, it and it'll remind you but i mean i did i'm sitting there thinking gosh because everything we do is so time sensitive and i have a responsibility to my guys i mean if i don't get the new products developed if i don't get the new packaging done for so the way new website don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> if he's guy, this new web guy cody don't get the websites done you know we only go to air the discovery channel here and like you know we go we we send it to the network in five days we'll have that one done Won't we go to you, might have to, <laughs> you might have to abandon the rest I think
1: I started working on it Friday but <laughs> <That's, laughs> that's, uh, that's, but
2: but I mean you, I mean, I have an accountability to my guys, yeah, because if I don't go out there and do my job, they're not gonna have a job later, yeah, yeah, I mean, if I go and fail
0: as the leader, yeah, um you know in and it actually inspires me. I was I was telling Cody. I actually Cody hung out at the house the other night and his family and all his seventeen family members, his ball team. I have five kids. Cody's got five kids and an awesome wife. He didn't but, figure out what causes that problem. To well, I, I figured it out. Uh, <laughs> I figured it out. I just really? yeah. stop it. <laughs> Why would you? Cody's just sexy and he knows it. That's right. I that, right? <laughs> but it it uh to me it even it starts bringing when you look at. The accountability side of what you're talking about, Aaron, and you know, people are relying on you. Um, I've even experienced that a little bit here lately when the family was over. And I love it though, it drives me because now we're not just working to make a dollar. There's purpose. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's and it, it it means something. It matters, you yeah. know. And I love that. Like it's yeah. like got a whole, for even for me. Yeah. That's what he a,
1: told me on the way up here to Iowa. He said, "Dude, seeing your family
0: made
2: it like it even did." Because now
0: it's like I'm it, I'm got a, to. I didn't have a problem with being fired up about what we do, but now I'm like a whole nother you had level. Accountability before now, you <laughs> got accountability for <over> thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Our team just well you know grew.
2: i tell uh, i've told uh you know it's like uh, so you know zach's been i mean he's been my best friend my whole life he's the best man of my wedding yeah he worked for me once before for general Oil company and uh when i finally convinced these guys that i can't do this by myself anymore i need a a, a guy yeah. and uh you know they hashed around and i was like i i know who i want to hire you just gotta trust me and and um we had to a uh, person in our organization and this is still when we were young in our company and you know, we were st- we were not a profitable company at that point in time we were you know we were still building our brand but when you build a brand like what we've done and it costs a lot of money to do what we do because we don't skimp it's first class or no class um but i'll never forget i actually was on vacation and i was talking to zach and and there was a statement being like, yeah, hey, we, we got to draw a line in the sand on this deal. We just can't keep, you know, where sales are growing, but we're just not making money yet. And I'm like, I was at Silver Dollar City on a vacation with my family. And I had to leave and go to the top of the hill, to get cell service, sit <laughs> on one of them benches in the shade because it's like 97 degrees in freaking <laughs> July. And I was like, I'm sick because here I was just, Zach was, I at that point in time, he, he was either turning his resignation or that. And I'm like, I mean, I was like, here's that. And know, uh, granted, he was Walmart Distribution Center, but he was not just a, a box thrower, he was a manager, supervisor out there. And, you know, he had a career there and was moving up. And you know, there's you can make a in Arkansas, there's good careers oh, yeah. in, in Walmart, you yeah. know. And um, I was sick. Cause all of a sudden I had some accountability now. Mm-hmm. For this for Zach and his family, and not only was he great, you know, he here's my best friend, and I'm like, man, I got these guys, and I call Zach, and I, I mean, I literally, I remember I sat on a bench and I was just sick to my stomach. and I'm like, oh man, dude, I just told him what they said. He's like, I don't want to work in this warehouse anymore. I want an opportunity to utilize at least somewhat of my degree. Yeah to go somewhere where I can truly make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like this ain't on you it's on me. I was like, man, I just I don't know, man. I mean, I, I literally was torn to like I we're, I'm not hiring you. I mean, I <laughs> literally cuz I'm a, I'm going to struggle through this another year till I know we you know they're not going to pull the plug on me and sell this company out. I mean, it's not like I mean they would have just sold the company. Right. Um and uh he took that leap of faith, but that accountability to me, you know, a lot of people don't even think about that. they just tired of and roll on. I mean, it's no different than we make decisions on anything we do. Um, there's accountability on a, a beyond of just what you bring to a company, but I have accountability to people's families, just like what you're talking about. Yeah. Me, all these people. to me, I have an accountability to you and, and you because, you know, I'm a big client of South Face Media oh, all yeah. of a sudden the, I'm just like I'm done,
0: you know. Yeah.
2: That that affects you. Yeah, You know, Mm -hmm. and I think about all
0: those things, and I think that's where people don't. But it drives you, too, don't Mm -hmm. it? Sure. It does me. It fires me up to want to work harder. Yeah. Because now it's more than just we're building a massive brand that we can sell and be rich one day, but you're impacting people's lives, Mm -hmm. which all leads back to you're adding value in everything you do now.
1: I I was going to say that exact same thing. Like, adding value is not just one direction. It's every direction. It's the people above you people below beside you. you the people below you the people that are below the people below you <laughs> yeah like everything you do is adding value to some somebody in some way and so you can't take it for granted
2: yeah. Nope, at all
1: you <laughs> sure can't <laughs>
0: no
2: man but man these millennials today <laughs> I think
0: Aaron's where, where young that where? you're still so, right field. so serious you met a you have you met
2: many millennials other than the than the weave Oh, Amos himself. Famous Tyler. Amos. Yeah. Oh, Tyler. I don't know that call him. He can't be oh, millennial. Yeah, a millennial. He, <laughs> he grew up a hardworking boy. But, you know, what I, mean? I mean,
0: values and accountability is gone. As a whole, I would agree. Doesn't mean they're all gone.
2: I mean, look at these freaking crybabies on the news <laughs> and all this stupid crap.
0: <laughs> I mean, think about it. I will say, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm kind of on not the flip side, but I'm a big believer that they're still out there. Matt's a prime example oh, They're yeah. there yes. They're hard to find though But they're leaders at the end of the day Oh yeah, oh, they yeah. are I mean, at the end of the day yeah. And they got work, well, ethic, loyalty, well, and trust
1: Great point Today we were talking about Even talking about it earlier Adding value to the company You know, the archery company And Matt was sitting over there by himself Reading the dude's website Did you right see what he wrote
0: down over there? Oh yeah, yeah I went
1: over there Dude, I was It was like, good I was like, good.
0: nobody told him to do it Right there. Mark Mark made, made – I didn't even think about it, but Mark made a comment because he went out to talk on the phone. But when he went out to talk on the phone, he took trash took out. Took the trash out. Yes. And Mark was like – and, and Mark's a multi-gillionaire, and he was like, that's impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He added value to a place he didn't just – well, well, I guess he's paid to be here. Not by Mark, though. <laughs> <laughs> Who's but, paying him to be here? <laughs> Aaron Keller. <laughs> <laughs> Down the ladder, heat grim, but Aaron Keller's footing that bill. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jerry and then whoever else. Uh, Aaron got. Keller ain't footing the bill. <laughs> I just gotta sign off on it. <laughs> <laughs> different. But he's a prime example of oh, yeah. how many young people would have grabbed the bag of trash and walked it out. None. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's that's not the right.
2: <laughs> there's a few out there. I can't yeah. get my son's job's been taking trash out for the
0: past four years. I still got to tell him every Thursday morning,
2: <laughs> trash son, trash son. Text here's what's, here's what's bad. Trash.
0: I was talking with a millennial the other day, and this is why you can say about whatever you want to say on a podcast about millennials because they ain't listening to it. Most of them. They're not. I talked with one the other day, and he's like, man, how do you know all this stuff? And I was like, I don't know that I know a whole lot, but I'm always investing in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I quit listening to the radio a long time ago. Not completely, but when I travel, you have the wind blowing again? I'm trying to block You're guarding this. your mic. I'm guarding my mic. <laughs> but I was telling him, I was like, this was just a slight move I made in my life years ago. Was I, I stopped listening to because I was like, I always always had an excuse, which how many people I have know? had an that, excuse. For what? Not listening to podcasts? <laughs> no, listen. No. Oh. Yeah, you probably do. But from a young person's standpoint, and even myself years ago, I always had an excuse. I was like, I ain't got time. I'm too busy. And I realized whenever I just start you know kind of prioritizing stuff and looking at how i spent my time i was doing a lot of traveling and i was like how many hours do i spend listening to the radio that has absolutely no impact on my life Mm -hmm. other than some good tunes?" and i traded part of that time for listening to podcasts which could give me some personal growth and learn some things and it's completely since honestly i can look back now since i did that in my life it's opened up door after door after door yeah because of what I've learned from investing, you know, just through podcasts. But I was having this conversation with a millennial, and I will be – will i I'm not going to call him out by name, but I'm pretty impressed because he sent me today – this was like two or three weeks ago. He sent me today and was actually encouraging me to listen to some new podcasts he would come up with and found that were on the production side of things. But at least he's got his mind going the right direction now, and he's growing from it, you know. And so they're hard to find, but they're out there. And a lot of times it's just people need coaching and be around – what I've seen you probably have too Cody and Aaron but people need to be around the right type of people the right type of leadership oh yeah and there's one deal of accountability
2: it took me a long time to learn and this is for any uh, um TV
0: here we go no, back I'm, to the tv i'm not bashing well.
2: tv people four, but you know dot, dot, dot but, but t, dream t, t crusher tv guys spend um you <laughs> know you drop that off <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. uh, but tv uh, guys spend a lot of time from august to end of, end of january gone um and I'm, I'm speaking to industry people because this is an industry podcast um, they're sales guys, these young guys getting into this industry, and right now it's a hard time to get in the industry with all the shakeup going on, and there's a lot of very talented people out there looking for jobs right now. Um, but you got an accountability to your family too. Um, it took me a long time um, to learn. You know, I actually celebrated 16 years with my wife, just the 18th of, of this month, and um, I was gone for our anniversary, which is nothing unusual, but <laughs> uh, but anymore, when I come home, I don't I don't go anywhere. Yeah, I don't do it now. I'm a workaholic. Even when I'm home, I, my wife's like, "Can you? Know, i just sit still today." I'm like, uh, "I'll sit on the couch till 10. But
0: <laughs> I got, I'm kind of that of way too. though uh, yeah. I'm a busy. I tried the other day on Memorial Day to chill. No, I for, did. I couldn't even make it half a day. I can binge watch I had some to go stuff, do something but they
2: better find something real intriguing for me to binge watch. You yeah. know. but you know, uh, I got an accountability because I have spent. Yeah, you hear these, this uh, what? What's the generation before us?
1: They change it all the time. <laughs> generation. Well, the oh, last one's
0: like X, wasn't it? Yeah. The so, old or whatever. But anyway, yeah, yeah, X- like millennials, oh, and uh,
2: everybody's like, "Oh, you can't be traveling like that." That's so you know, blah blah blah. Well, back th- back in the day, there was jobs everywhere. There, the jobs are less and less today in rural communities like where I live. You oh know? yeah,
0: you're not gonna make and what's uh, the average where you live, probably? 25, 30,000 on My average. My mother
2: retired, not retired, because they shut the plant down after 36 years. And she made 13 and a quarter an hour. Really? 13 and a quarter. I barely could get 32 hours a week to keep the wow. deal. So, I mean, think about it. That's where I live. So, I mean, I'm just like, and you hear these people be like, you know, these older folks, oh, you shouldn't travel like that. I'm like, what? So you're telling me my obligation is my kids to grow up poor, broke, not enjoy life at all, and what's worse, them growing up in poverty or me being gone and they living a decent life and enjoying things when I am home. Yeah. But I know now I used to. You know, now there are certain times of the year I go fishing. My wife and children know. <laughs> hey, There's get the in. truth come out. I, I'm not going to lie. That's my... <laughs>
0: That's your selfish side. That's my selfish side. That is my Xanax. That is like (laughs) I'm a little bit like that. If I'm on the tractor or the boat,
2: yeah, that's my downtime. But I only do it for uh, you know seven eight times a year. Um, Now I am home. I work on on things around the house. But when I'm home, I'm normally home. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cook for my wife and kids. Uh, My wife don't cook dinners when I'm home.
0: Um, Now I don't do no laundry except mine, but. (laughs) But even that, even what you're describing right now, goes back to adding value.
1: Absolutely, I was talking with Kenneth today, and I asked him because he's been traveling. What do he say? Thirty something years in this. A lot. Yeah, a long time. And I'm new to traveling like once a month. (laughs) 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 Aaron's gone like twenty seven days out of the month. And but I I want to do well yeah that, you know and so when i'm away from my family i want to i'm asking kenneth questions what can i do to you know to add value to my family to help them and understand? he gave some great oh dude like i was like i
0: hadn't even heard that till today
1: I, I was sending my wife text right then you know i just want you to know you know like i'm sitting here talking to this guy about and you know like you can't was,
0: leave the audience hanging so give us oh, uh, yeah. so he was give telling us me one he thing.
1: writes letters to his kids before he goes on every, every trip child.
0: Every trip. He, he was made waiting. us all feel like losers. Yeah. He's well, he a way
2: better father than me. <laughs> I was writing texts to my kid, hey, make sure you get this crap, bro. <laughs> <Tore. laughs> <You just joke. laughs> That's right. Yeah.
1: But it was awesome because that I was sitting awesome. in there and I was thinking, you know, because I want to make sure, you know, like I do want to do what Aaron's saying. I want to provide for my family. I want to yeah. I want to be a go-getter. I want to do all those things. But my family is very important. So I want to make sure that I'm adding, like, big value <laughs> to them and not just. Yeah. yeah. Kenneth, and you. So, <sighs>
2: He should have been out here. (laughs) He makes me feel bad. This is the text I sent yesterday at seven seventeen (laughs) a.m. On the drive, Morgan sweeping vacuum house, clean your room, Ethan. Finish the rocks into the the house by the AC. Slow by the house, propane tank. Clean your room. Both get laundry caught up. Clean kitchen. Love you. (laughs) Love you. Oh, oh my Lord. That's But hilarious. I'm trying to teach them work ethic. There you go. Well, you are adding some value in <laughs> they, try, they better learn to do something because <laughs> yeah. trash bands are going to make more money than a computer to freaking engineer eventually. <laughs> 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 There's probably some truth to that. There is. Everybody's uh, going to be too smart to
0: take trash out. Hey, It is interesting how, even in our area where I live, they've been talking about how People with trades are becoming so hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody wants to truly work a trade anymore, and uh, it's it's an interesting time, man. But it's also a great time for opportunity for people that do want to do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Because I mean, you could look at even just casual stuff like plumbers and electricians, and those type of people with those trades are becoming. I've got one of my best friends, Jeremiah, is a um, pretty successful plumber commercially as well as residential and it's hard to keep anybody because nobody wants to work hard mm-hmm. anymore um, but at the same time he makes an incredible living because there's so so few and far between now so there's some great it's providing great opportunities for people that want to learn a trade and add value wherever they go You know,
2: I, I have the guy that plumbed my house <laughs> you know there, there's such a demand for plumbers because there's a lack of them he doesn't do anything but new construction anymore. the same way. He won't like, even answer a call. He's if like, you not- need me to come unclog your toilet line? Nope. <laughs> Ain't happening. I'm busy enough doing stuff that don't have crap in it. Yeah, so. But but that's where it's become. I mean, it truly is. Um, so my wife's an educator, so we battle this out all the time. She's like, oh, our kids gotta go. I was like, who gives a crap if they go to college? I'm like, <laughs> uh, you have a master's degree.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And. In four months out of the year, I make more money than you do. Yeah. And I have – I mean, <laughs> she gets so mad at me. We took a lot of college courses together. And yeah. I screwed off even when she was there. I mean, in college, it was, college was a freaking joke to me too. And I hated school. <laughs> well, what's school. I was the in, same way school though. for me. I strictly went for sports. I played ball. The only ball. class I excelled in was social problems. And 90% of your grade was in-class uh, participation, and it was argumentative class. So I excelled in that thing. Yeah, you know, I had a ninety easily because I <laughs> I speak my mind truthfully. I was like, it was a social problems. Aaron, what do you really think? <laughs> yeah, what do <laughs> oh, you really think? Oh yeah, my wife was so embarrassed in that class. She's in it with me. She grad she got out of that class with an eighty three, and I had a ninety five. And I didn't. Oh, my I didn't word. even do the, in oh, the, lat, no. the ten page paper. Then the deal. She's like, I'm so mad. I was like, you never spoke up in class. I'm smart. Ninety percent of your grade. Was class participation? You spoke three times. she's like, you wouldn't shut up. I was like, I at least one of the ninety. You know,
0: <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I, I think I'm kind of with the, one of the, of the mindset that there are obviously some things you need college for if you know what you're going to do with it. Yes, but I can tell you, I know a lot more people that went to college that ain't doing jack with their degree. Yeah, there's that what, are paying debt on it right now. What, what was Dave Ramsey? Or was this? he did
2: he there was. Just, statistic the other day that he said that it's like I mean it's almost 80% of college students are not working in the field they went to college yeah
0: I'm surprised it ain't more than that and it might be I was
2: thinking it was high high
0: 80s yeah I laugh now I tell people all the time because I didn't finish either, and but I was, <laughs> I was taking communication courses because I was chasing my now wife. The only reason <laughs> That's I was even, so <laughs> but I didn't give a crap. Communication, and, but what's funny is now every single element of my life that I make communication with is, is communication. around communication. Never, I don't know if that was a good. That's Lord so watching out for me, I guess it was. Chasing Christy, because I was chasing my wife. <laughs> the only reason I was, and I was cheating off her in communication classes. <laughs>
2: I had that. My wife's an English major. We had the same. Thank God we had the same. I did pass English one in college only because my wife, because my grammar's horrible. But our uh, my our teacher, she came up to me at the end of the deal. She's like, Aaron, I just don't get it. She's like, you're in class, it's horrible. You're out of class, it's wonderful. I said, that's because my wife. Is phenomenal. <laughs> she looks at everything I write at home. <laughs> everything in class, you don't have time to proofread it. <laughs> She's like, makes sense. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was that bad. It well, was... I think they,
1: uh, that's a case in point for adding value. Yeah, my wife, bad. <laughs> I was like, baby,
2: that's she, true. It had so much red marks on it, and the teacher hadn't looked at it yet. I'm like, cool. <laughs> now I got my 13 year old daughter to proofread crap for me. <laughs>
0: well, that's awesome. Huh. Well, we're right here on the back porch in Iowa. Got to get up at 440 in Wind's the Wind's blowing. I'm getting sleepy. Uh, so I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, if it's early, late. or whatever. How long have we been but on this one? Yeah, oh, producer Cody. Uh, we're at about an hour and a half. Holy smokes, time flies. Like hour and 27 minutes. When you're having to be exact. fun. Y'all got anything else on this value stuff? Pretty good stuff. We could go all night on it, but.
1: I think the bottom line is everywhere you go, there's an opportunity to add value.
0: No doubt. Period. Yeah. There's no doubt. You've done a good job with that too, Cody. Add just, value? Just so you know, I'm being all kidding aside. you brought a lot of value to what we do already as an organization. And uh, if people can recognize the opportunities that are out there for them when you truly add value somewhere, the sky's the limit. It just doesn't matter what your career choice is, just freaking oh yeah. go
2: add value. I'm just glad to see there's somebody else down around besides me now. That's he. <laughs> I got I have two supervisors on yeah. the field now. That's what I told Ethan today. I was like, I'm not going to lie. We're like, the two supervisors. He's standing up there just watching everybody.
0: I had a to reflect today. Yeah. But I ain't going to lie. This is a challenge for me because I already feel like no matter what I put out, it could be better. And then when you're standing, I had to force myself to not take pictures today. But yeah. Matt and Cody were doing an amazing job. I wanted to grab it so bad and go just because I love it. I'm passionate about it. Yeah. But in the scenario on stage we're in as a business, there's nothing better than getting your feet wet and having pressure on you. Yeah. I got brag on old Amos today too now. Yeah. This morning. Hey, Tyler was awesome. Amos took charge. Tyler Weaver, if you don't know Tyler Weaver, he is an up and comer, twenty five years old. Go get her. Like, Go get her. And he's Amos. killing it.
2: Yeah, he added a lot of value this added
0: morning. Added a ton of value. Even he didn't even know he was teaching.
2: Yeah. He was. I was like,
0: I was like man, Amos, what, where'd
2: this come from? When he
0: took off, before I even said a word, I was like, let the young man roll. That's it. Yeah, because you don't want to take away from him. You know, I think when that's they're...
1: a good thing too, because you added value by not saying a word.
0: <laughs> I like that role. You know what I mean? Like you let him. <laughs> no, I thought grow. about it. I did. Yeah. I thought about it, but I was like, "This son of a guns doing good." Yeah. And if I can get out of his way and just watch him roll, yeah, he's teaching Matt, who's a, a young, young and up and comer. He's twenty three. Tyler's like, "Dude, I'm the old. I've never been somewhere where I was not the youngest one there." He's twenty five. Matt's twenty three. But we were in a in a in a shoot photo shoot today, and he did an amazing job. mean think about it, I mean what we did today. So you had all these guys. We were trying to produce some content
2: because it's one of the hardest things to get in the industry. Because most TV people are not good at that. <laughs> um, but I mean it's it's the truth. It really is. But here you we come up here. We had a full crew because we had to give Cody web content <laughs> uh, because we didn't have it. It's sad. But we didn't have it um not enough for sure our good friend mr heck and his new venture he needed a lot of photos he did i mean everybody stepped up today i mean
0: there's a lot of content produced today
2: mm-hmm. amongst it would have been
0: a lot more before when it got rained out we did have some <laughs> bad weather I Good mean, Lord's messing with us a little bit. It's like you come to <laughs> Iowa and
2: I've never been here where it rained and it didn't just rain. It freaking <laughs> forty-year flood happened today. <laughs> I was looking down in the
1: field and it like water I was like
2: I was like, we just drove twelve hours another story. You will soon learn You better have
0: your road map up When he's driving I just follow Siri and Aaron gets so mad at me He's like give me that freaking phone I was like dude
2: Siri does not know where she's going I travel more miles than Siri
0: <laughs> he's, he, he can't handle Siri You
2: should Ugh. be Siri Dude. When you said paper map, I thought I could get you there faster with the you paper could, map. You I think
0: something went wrong. On our
2: oh no, man. they they like picked the stupid. Ra- I think they want to like
0: trick just mess you. with you.
2: I think I think they're just like towns pay money. <laughs> hey, divert these people through here so we can sell well, them we some saw gas every, or something.
1: We saw every back road between Arkansas uh, and Iowa. <laughs> that's the deal.
2: There's only like a few. There's 80 that goes east to west, and, and uh is it 30? Yeah, yeah, 35 comes up through here. I don't know where we don't get on it very good, but, I mean, I was sucks to drive through.
0: I thought it was beautiful, personally. It is it beautiful, beautiful,
2: but it's too lame most of the way once oh, yeah. you get through freaking. I like
0: that, though. No, nah, so when you you in a hurry? We wasn't. We, I mean, we, we kind of were in a hurry. <laughs> hey, so here,
2: you know, everybody makes fun of me because I like a – I got the bladder of an old woman. I got a pee. <laughs> you <in>. do.
0: <laughs> I'm buying so, an RV so, just to travel because So, I didn't
2: did take my, my blood pressure medication <laughs> until, like, I got in the truck with Kenneth because – I was trying to beat him to, you know, we met up at um, uh, Saxton, Missouri, and uh, get in there, and I was like, I'm just going to warn you. I just took my blood pressure medicine. He's like, Saxton <laughs> told me we're going to be peeing every 30 minutes. <laughs> so, I like I, right off the of bat, I was like, you know, it's about an hour, and I was like, hey, how's your gas looking, you know, because I got the rest the restroom. Ken's like, golly, you know, Ken's, you know, here directly. His age showed. He's like, he's, he's like. You got paid. I was like, What? <laughs> I'm good. He's like, Man, I gotta pay. <laughs> He'd be like, You got pay? I'm like, Nope. I was like don't ever talk about me I mean He's actually He's my perfect travel partner Me and him We gotta we go pee all the time So We lost an hour Because Siri took us We ended up like Almost in Wisconsin Before we got back here but, And uh, And we had to pee all the time so. That's funny Kenneth brought value to me While we traveled <laughs>
0: uh, Oh lord Oh man Let's go to bed We gotta Already get crashed Hey it's been a good time And uh Cody Aaron, Cody, welcome. How hey, you done? A great job producing, dude. So this is <laughs> how we roll. This is Cody's hi. first podcast, and he's producing. <laughs> it's, well, it's kind add of value, like, Cody. Good thank job. You. Thank nice me. job. It's
2: kind of like the cameraman though. When I film Kenneth, he's like, just makes sure you hit
0: record. Hope you hit record. Oh yeah. Let <laughs> me check that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are in Iowa, hoping to get another podcast. Uh, Locked down while we're here. Hopefully going to get Mark Heck on, who has some pretty exciting adventures taking place. Super successful human being. (laughs) Great guy. Great guy. Adds a ton of value everywhere he goes. And uh, we're going to try to get him on here before we leave. Maybe not tonight. Maybe next few nights or whatever. Get him on soon podcast. Maybe, possibly episode nine. Right here on Tour 12. Until next time, guys. God bless. We will see you soon right here on Tour 12.